Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Well, for the radio audience, uh, you're looking at scenes. If you view the, uh, if you view the video, scenes of mass burning of garbage trucks and public property out in Kenosha, Wisconsin from overnight. These, this is breaking news stories not yet being shown on the national media. You can see there Black Lives Matter sign amongst the flames engulfing it from Kenosha in Wisconsin. Steve. Yeah, this is, uh, I got to tell you, we're going to start the show very differently, talking about the Republican convention, the compare and contrast of... Uh, of President Donald J. Trump and his uh, program versus Joe Biden, or what I think we're going to referring to now as the Obama restoration versus the Trump revolution. But this, what's so stunning about this, about this is that it happened last night. Now we, I think it happened maybe around midnight, um, and uh, it was principally it looks like a white uh, crowd. We've got a lot of footage that AVN is going to play today for this. We're going to go through, but no, I don't think any mainstream media. In fact, I just texted some people. It's uh, about people I know from Kenosha. I texted some people, hey, can we reach out to these guys and get them on? And they didn't know, what are you talking about? Right. Right? So the mainstream media has not been playing, but I think it's very important to contextualize this. Kenosha is on fire. We've got a lot of uh, really um, stunning footage in that opening shot of the BLM sign with massive fire in the background. However, this has to be contextualized. Uh, we're going to play the actual, I think, I don't know if it's TikTok or a clip from a, a, a TV camera in a second, but I just want to tee the audience up, particularly the audience watching home. This is quite brutal, right? This is, uh, and we may have the hour taken down uh, on YouTube, and we want to apologize to all of our, our followers who are not uh, watching this. We'll obviously, get, if YouTube does it, we're not doing this YouTube to incite anything. What we're trying to do is contextualize so you can put in perspective, never that writing's uh, thing, but I think of everything that we've seen, this is one of the, a, 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 a black individual, black man, Somehow the police have had some sort of confrontation, but he gets into his car, right? It, I, I don't know if he's going for a gun, but, and he is shot, it looks like, it appears, in the back, multiple times, at close range, by a uniformed officer, and, uh, and, he's, um, uh, and he's got three small kids in the back, yeah. in the back of the car. So uh, this, is a, this is a problem, and... Uh, you know, it starts off the Republican convention here, but the reality is the reality. So I want to show if AVN can play this. I'm all, everybody in the audience, just if you don't want to see somebody gunned down, then don't watch this because it is about as brutal, I think, as you can get in reality. So let's go ahead. Uh, America Voice, go ahead and play that. Let's roll it. Let's roll it. And for our radio audience, is a uh, situation where there's some kind of confrontation or thing between a police officer and a uh, it looks like a uh, you know middle-aged uh, a black man and um, uh, or you know not a, not a kid and he they, they, I guess I don't know what they're telling him to do but he opens his car 
he looks to get in. Uh, you know, maybe he's bent down a little bit, but they in it it at, uh, at point blank range. He is uh, he is shot, and it looks like multiple times. So I'm, we're just observing on what we've seen on this, uh, but it's um, it's uh, it's pretty stark. And they find out that there's three his three sons, his young sons are in the in the back of the car, uh, and then I think shortly thereafter. Uh, there was confrontations. If AVN, there was a little technical problem today with they're rolling it. Yeah, we can just no, not not. But to continue to roll uh, the footage of this as Raheem walks you through it. Here, here's where I think the important part is: is that um, you know Kenosha is the the hometown of Reince Priebus, the former chairman of the RNC, and the guy that was my partner, uh, one of my partners in the uh, 16 campaign, and a fantastic individual trying to track down Reince to see if. He can give us some context. It's also, I think, within the district. I think Kenosha was in the district that Paul Ryan represented. I might be wrong. I know his hometown, Jamestown, is, but I think he's he was also the congressman for Kenosha. Uh, in fact, the crowd last night, the demographics of the city, I think, is 90 percent. Is it 90 percent white, Caucasian, and 10 percent African-American or something like that? There's, it's about 77 percent Caucasian, 10 percent African-American. The, the, right. the Hispanic, balance is Hispanic and yeah, some, Asian. some Asian. Yeah, so it's it's overwhelmingly... White and I think Trump won it by point one six points in tw- in sixteen. Yes, or something it's a, it's, like that. it's a traditional, particularly with Jamestown. Uh, Jamestown a, is a traditional union town. These are these are union Democrats up there. A lot of the reason that Trump won is because of winning you know over working class people like this. Uh, but if if AVN later yeah. uh, as uh, you go through the role, Vish, uh, just uh, we should play and we should tee up the audience again before we play the individual getting shot because it's quite uh, quite brutal. But. Um, Actually, this wanted to go to the shocking scene that Raheem pointed yeah, one, out. One, this one, uh, one, sheriff, the sheriff van that's being confronted yeah. here. Uh, we're going to roll that clip, Raheem. Maybe you could walk through what's going on here. Yep. Well, let's roll the clip, uh, AVN. And look here, here you see there is a there is a bunch of armed individuals standing outside, surrounding a sheriff department vehicle. And again, all of this, ladies and gentlemen, is breaking news as we know. It's breaking across social media. We're bringing it to you as soon as it becomes available. Um, you can see for the radio audience a, a large, I guess you would call it a Humvee or, or, or similar. Yeah, it's an up-armored. It's that's a, an up-armored uh, Humvee. If, if we had had these, uh, not even a Humvee, it's even more of an armored car, right? Mm-hmm. But if we had had these in Iraq back in the early days, I mean, these are the ones that are really up armored. I mean, for the radio audience, you're looking at a military vehicle armored armored car, right? This kind of things you can put the guns outside the slots or or whatever. In fact, Raheem, I think in the confrontation, I don't know if we got the audio the AVN's listening to, but I mean they're calling out if we can play that audio, I mean, these guys remember when 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 people that supported President Trump went to the Wisconsin um Went to the Wisconsin uh, General Assembly. They they were they were up. They were you know guns up. Right. right. This is the uh, BLM and the uh, and it looks like some of the Antifa guys and they're 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 carrying. Let's get right. let's get let's get, AVN. Let's get and, the and audio. I think, and I think yeah, let's play the audio that is important. Calling, but the, it looks like the police officers throw tear gas out of the slot at the top where That's right. it's made to throw a hand grenade. Yeah, right the, the hatch bag. at the top. Right? The hatch at the top. Yeah. So this let's, is uh, let's this is a full on confrontation. Yeah, they, they're surrounded by guys. Second round, 
audience what you should know to John Frederick by the way John Frederick Frey would know what the news is G News GTV um, and uh, you gotta think for our training for the Amanda and Miles Will and the TV team and G News hey you gotta you know democracy's a messy thing and the modern world's a, you know, a messy place uh, you know I realize that this is what America's putting forward as it's uh, you know, as it's uh, as what's happening, but it's it is what happening. You can't, I, you know. This is why I go back to this discussion between systemic racism and either screening and or training, right? But look, I'm not a law enforcement guy and uh, or a police officer. These we hopefully get some law enforcement guys, some police officers on the next couple of days um, to to walk through this. But this is going to be a big one. I don't think that they're going to, you know, this this uh, confrontation and a Kenosha doesn't look like it's going to stop after one night because i gotta tell you that's probably fierce that makes portland uh look calm right yeah i think that's right and we'll see and i guess this is a name we'll hear more often uh now john anteramian who is the uh the mayor of kenosha democratic mayor of kenosha we'll see what he has to say about this but it's not like they weren't given a warning steve how long ago was it six months ago that project veritas uh managed to record some of the far really far left the antifa aligned people who were working with the bernie sanders people and they said outright that parts of wisconsin i think they said milwaukee originally because that was where the dnc was going to be held they said milwaukee will burn if they didn't get their way if their if their platform wasn't adopted sure enough their platform was not adopted last week and we saw how uh, aoc was treated she was given the one minute to talk about bernie sanders and that was it the rest of the dnc was the neoconservatives and the neoliberals back again and kenosha is about 40 minutes south of milwaukee let's hear can we hear from the 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 project veritas clip uh if we have that avn i want to just remind people what uh, james o'keefe and his organization uncovered all those months ago and i wonder why again that these towns around milwaukee despite the fact that the, pan uh, the pandemic stopped the DNC from occurring in person proper in Milwaukee, why these places were not ready. Because this seems to me, I bet you we will find out. You're saying why, the, the, police you're saying why the police department's not ready. Yeah, that's right. That, that this was going to happen by hook or by crook and is not related. I bet you these, these young majority white kids who are running around screaming Black Lives Matter, shouting things, looting stores, setting fire to things, they were going to do this anyway. Let's roll this clip. Bernie doesn't get the nomination. Bernie goes to the second round of the DNC convention. Milwaukee with Bernie. It'll start in Milwaukee, and then when they and when the police push back on that, and other cities. It's he says it'll start in Milwaukee. And then move to other cities. We'll However, other but cities. I do want to make sure that we we're, we're, we got to be you know fair here. In particular, we got a lot of the Bernie um, economic nationalists. Talk. That was said in regards to if Bernie doesn't win, we don't get our platform. Mm -hmm. uh, now there wasn't really a convention in uh, in in uh, in Milwaukee. However, I noticed nothing but crickets from the Bernie people. I mean, you got nothing in that in that. Uh, all that was was neoliberal neocon over the globalist project was up there and that's what we're talking about this is the obama restoration okay you guys are not at the dance okay so you're not going to get a dance uh so all the, the the big talk about that and i'm look we're obviously don't agree with trying to burn these cities down and, and per, but I, it's not even you got even a wave on tv right there wasn't even the msmc blowback or anything right. like that so so 
I don't want to, and I also don't want to tie this to what happened last night. It, this was, t- but I see your point. It is uh, this crowd, as you just said. I'm just observing what I've seen this morning because it was not played on mainstream media. You guys dug up from social media. Is that that is not a that is a predominantly, I mean, vastly predominantly. Uh, what young white crowd it looks like the Antifa guys in fact at first I thought they had hijacked some of the BLM stuff because it's not a traditional BLM crowd am I correct in that well it's not just it's not just that right where that powder keg has been set up for a while now yeah. you know that's the thing they're telegraphing it you know no matter you know the, if, if Bernie doesn't get it this is gonna this place is gonna burn if 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 we don't get our way it's gonna you know Milwaukee will feel it this this has been so now now given that this incident happened tragic incident as as uh, as played by that footage that the, those feelings were just ready to come out i feel and, and and i think folks took advantage i think steve you're too you're too kind to them as well sometimes here i'm, tr- I'm not trying to be kind but 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 you, yeah. th- they were going to do this anyway and they're using a, 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 an incident with a black man as cover and as fodder for their riots that they had planned this was premeditated in their own words we heard it there from themselves so i i completely agree with you that that that, that clip footage and by the way we've got to get the ca- yeah. body cam footage very quickly i want to find out i want to can we replay avn and by the way we're putting this together as we, we go can avn re- play the armored car because here's what's interesting the most dangerous guys at these things in seattle and portland have been the john brown gun club right now the john brown gun club are second amendment believers on the left but these guys are a little more i think aggressive and in your face than if you compare the show of 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 of, of during the virginia the john frederick trade network and john frederick when john frederick put together that mass demonstration down in virginia about uh, assault weapons, the assault weapons ban, and the and the gun grabs and everything like that, they seem much less intimidating than the the John Brown Gun Club who kind of come and I, it looks like the John and I'm just I don't these guys look like the John Brown G- Gun Club types. And think about what they named their gun club, John Brown Gun Club. I mean, we know where this leads, right? Yeah. So okay, here's what we're gonna do: hashtag War and Pandemic. Uh, we're gonna get in the live stream, everybody. This we we're gonna start the show quite differently about the uh, compare and contrast of these two platforms, but we were c- trying to cover this thing live as it, as it goes on. We're just breaking the footage now. Haven't seen mainstream media have it on uh, whatsoever and seen it. I haven't even seen it on Fox yet. So uh, maybe we've got our crew looking at it. We're going to take a short commercial break. Hashtag warm pandemic. Want to hear your observations on this. Understand your best time to see this is now because YouTube may be pulling this down later. Be back in a moment. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Republican National Co- uh, Convention is actually down in Charlotte today. They're going through the platform and other things. There's a little controversial on the platform. It's the exact platform from 2016. Um, so there's a lot going on. We're going to do a compare and contrast. We've got Sherry Markson. Breaking news out of Australia. She's breaking a huge story about the Chinese Communist Party and they're trying to take over the institutions of the West. Remember, the uh, Australia is the canary in the mine shaft. So she's coming on breaking news out of Australia. Bill Gertz is also going to be on. Bill's got an analysis of the Democratic platform and about uh, China. We've got a lot of things about the Trump campaign. Wall Street Journal breaking a story uh, just came out that uh, the Trump campaign is basing the entire election now on a bigger turnout of the white working class. 
So we'll get into all of that. But we've got to go to uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, last night, uh, a, a confrontation between protesters and uh, police after a, um, after a shooting of an uh, individual uh, that was caught on, uh, caught on tape. And we want to um, tell our audience that uh, we think it's necessary to add context to the protest and to the, the I guess you call it riot that broke out later. Ne- never, n- not that it's ever justified, but you got to contextualize it about what, what started it. And what started it was a, at least it looks on tape. And, uh, and Jack, you're telling me news is out that they're not, uh, this is not, they don't have, body, they don't have uh, video cams on the, on the police officer. This is the claim of one of our viewers that okay, they had fine. actually stopped having body cams in that city. In fact, I want to talk about our viewers. Uh, the reason we got this is uh, Vish, yeah. you woke up early a.m. this morning and we already had our, our, our audience. Is yeah. already given. All right, I woke up this morning to 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 your sweet text, but I I, I, I also uh, I also woke up this morning to our audience tagging me and and the the team here in the footage coming out of Wisconsin, letting us know that this is happening, and if you know, obviously plugging us the footage that we're that we're seeing now that's not even being aired on fox news or cnn or anywhere talk about look they're trying to shut shut this show down for a reason trust me okay they don't want to hear your voice and they particularly don't want to hear you partnering with lao Zhang. that is what the globalist project wants to shut down 100 this show has freaked them out and one of the reasons is is because of what the audience did last night we get up and we got like a whole news department that's footage that the mainstream media will not put up so this is the power. Hashtag warm pandemic, the live stream, all Pluto TV, all the Facebook accounts that you can get it on. I don't know which ones are still up, but they, we used to have a thing one time at nine. Um, the, the, and the reason is we try to make this ubiquitous. You know, nobody, uh, nobody's charged anything for getting this. We've always been no subscription. You just come and get this. So we're trying to get as broad on as possible. G News and GTV. Uh, our partners that do such an amazing job of, of uh, translating this. And I tell them, hey, we had Rule of Law Society special on on Saturday about Hong Kong, but it got into many other things, got into the both the this big story about the, the, the uh, infiltration of the CCP into the U.S. government uh, with money. Also, uh, the Nikki Lum Davis uh, scandal that's now just starting to break, and I think other major things, and the flooding. I got more thing of flooding. But here's the point. We're here, we're here to take the news and tell you tomorrow's headline today we're trying to separate the signal from the noise and this is not at first i think a lot of people thought oh this is just a way to get kick off the republican convention no this was caused by something so why don't we have avn go ahead and play and they can just start rolling this if avn could go ahead and play the confrontation uh once again if we have that tape yeah. i think the audience we're rolling b-roll right now yeah b-roll of the, of the of the riot but what i i think is important when they get a break and understand they should play once again the individual getting shot because this shows you rioting is never justified. But you do have to contextualize all this, right? This was not something that occurred because Bernie's. It didn't occur last night because Bernie's um, uh, platform was not taken, right? It just wasn't. I'm not saying that these guys were not set for this. They're not people out there. It's that a very are bad quick actors. response, isn't it? It was. It's a. It's a pretty dramatic response, right? But. It's also a pretty dramatic. It's a pretty dramatic incident, and I think that that's got to. I think it's. I think it behooves us to show that. We're gonna roll it right now. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Uh, watch this. If you don't like watching violence, do not watch this. This is an individual being shot at uh, essentially point blank range. 
for our radio audience, it's a you know it's a it's a conf- some sort of confrontation between some sort of domestic violence case that it, was taking it, place. Looks like domestic violence. Now it turns out I don't want to spread room, but they're saying that he had stopped his car. What we're hearing, the individual stopped his car to try to break up a fight on the street. There were two women apparently fighting off the side of the street. He stopped to intervene, and I'm guessing that he sort of thought it was over and was attempting to leave. And remember, he had three small boys in the back seat of his car. Three small uh, children in the back of his car, and uh, the police uh, confronted him, and next thing you know, he's getting in. Uh, It looks like he's getting in a little low, but that's just, you you make the observation, but he is, he is, he is, confronted by the police and it looks like shot and i don't want to for our radio audience i don't want to put words in anybody's mouth but he shot at point blank range in the back in the back and he's still alive range. i believe at this point he he is and i think he's in stable condition but he got either five to seven rounds in the back yeah but okay so here's here's what okay. I, look we, we did this thing with the george floyd killing as well and there can be no denying that what happened to george floyd was an absolute travesty right this it shouldn't have happened they shouldn't have been allowed to do what they do you, you can't be dealing with someone like that but it took months for that, uh, that footage to come out, the other footage of the whole incident, right? And that's why, and I looked up, Kenosha, unfortunately, it doesn't look like their officers do have body cameras. I just checked on the Kenosha News. There was a story about it back in February. So I don't know how much of this story we're going to get coming out here, but you do need to point this out about this incident too, is that when there are police officers with their guns drawn on you, what you don't do is walk away, ignore their, ignore what they're telling you to do or asking you to do, and then get into your car and lean down into the into the uh, you know bottom of your car. You ju- you just don't do it. And this is you know we got to come at this from both sides. And and you know Steve, I, you know you've grown up in, in rough neighborhoods in Richmond. Yeah, you know, I've I come from New York City, and, and you know we've definitely definitely had incidents where we've you know encountered the cops and whatnot. What what sort of baffles me here? I must say, you know, this is a, this this is a tragedy uh, uh, as we look at it, the footage that we have right now. But I mean, you can't when the, when an officer has a gun drawn on you, you can't turn your back to him. You can't walk away from him. Um, it's just it's it's I, I don't think it's it's proper and. You know, and the, it doesn't. And, it, and by the way, it doesn't behoove the officers shooting a man in the back seven times, right? But yeah. but what it does is these these moments take place over the course of seconds, right? And there are split second decisions that these people have to take into account. We're gonna we're gonna we're going to hear in the end of this thing that. Uh, the the officers uh, saw the man. He they thought he was going to grab something. He didn't have anything. It looks like he was unarmed. Jack, I think is what we're is what we're learning as well. And this is just going to be another one of those things where you say, oh, you know, could they have used a taser? Could they have exercised better judgment? But this isn't the first thing. This isn't even anything like the George Floyd case where they're kneeling on the guy's neck for eight minutes. Right? This is a split second decision that an officer has to make about somebody who's ignoring orders. Now I want to come back to the the writing and the things that we saw yesterday because because his the thing even these antifa people there's there's nuance within nuance these antifa people who are doing that there yeah maybe they would have voted for bernie sanders but actually just like the guy who's on camera for project veritas they actually still they don't make up the whole bernie base they are one particular radical they're, they're, element they're the brown shirts right yeah. exactly and they're i don't want to tar all the left all the, that's all what the i'm saying we have, a, we, have, we have a big bernie working class you know right. we have a working class audience and, and my only point to that is that Hearing all this, I didn't hear and see any of the Bernie economic nationalists going nuts last week on the Obama restoration. And this is just a pure restoration of the globalist project. It's, they laid it out, and it's all its brilliant color, right? And so I, 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 
I, I'm kind of you know shocked about where where people are. We're going to get into all that, the Obama restoration versus this. But I think today, this is why I argued months ago during the uh, the murder of Mr. Uh, Floyd, yeah. um, or the you know the 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 alleged murder, the guys that go to trial, the alleged murder of Mr. Floyd. This is why I argued that I thought there should be a presidential commission on on exactly this topic. Is there systemic racism? I don't happen to believe so. I don't think you guys do either. However, systemic racism versus the concept of um, of, uh, of screening, of promotion, of transfer, of training, of uh, in, in rules of engagement, right? And get it all out. Let's have a national discussion of that. And I still think, I think this is going to trigger him because, okay, I see you're right. It was a split-second decision. But... When you do look at the footage, it's uh, it's 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 pretty brutal, and that footage is going to be played over and over. We're starting the Republican but, but, convention today. It, one of the things, one of the main, one of the major planks is safety, law, and order. He's the law and order president. We, we, th- just one thing contextually as well. We will learn more information about this, and one piece more information that has come out just in in recent minutes is that the man who was shot may have been known to police and may actually already have uh, a, a, a police history. And we're looking into that right now, but it does look like that is the case. The other thing that they're confirming this morning is that the none of the Kenosha police officers have body cams. They passed right. a resolution to put them in the budget three years ago, but it cost $200,000, and the city yeah. council could never come up with the money. What is the uh, – and, and there was no federal money, I take it, to, to do that. What is the, what's the current status? He is in stable condition? That's what take, they're saying. If yeah. he's in stable condition, uh, and now we've played the footage twice, if he's in stable condition of taking a police revolver at point-blank range, is it five slugs? He's a lucky and, man. He, he's, uh, well, you know... Well, in quotation yeah. marks, lucky. He's no, lucky but I'm, I don't know how you're in stable condition after that, so it's, it's pretty, uh, that's pretty tough. Maybe their definition of stable condition is pretty broad. Okay, we want to hear everything from hashtag war and pandemic. It's you guys that gave us this amazing footage and got us up there. Do we have Drew Hernandez? Maybe we can come back with Drew Hernandez's uh, video. Trying to lock him down. Yeah, if we can't get him on, he's done such a fantastic job here. I think he's got a little All the footage we have is of his. Is of Drew's? Okay, yeah. fine. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. We want, uh, we want to hear your voice in the live stream. Others, this is all breaking news out of Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a terrific little town. Uh, it's a town that President Trump barely carried, I think, in, 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 in 16. And it was one of the keys to the victory in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It was carrying those towns, those union towns, working class towns like Kenosha, that gave us, uh, you know, a, 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 a very thin victory in, in Wisconsin. If President Trump hopes to cover it again, you've got to do it again. So this is War and Pandemic. We're going to come back and get into more of what the difference between the Republican National Convention and the, uh, and the Democratic. Also, for the pandemic audience, we're coming to it. we got the vaccine in China. We've got everything to be back. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back, War Room Pandemic. Uh, a lot of breaking news. Uh, we've got uh, Sherry Markson's going to join us uh, in the in next segment about uh, breaking news out of Australia. we got Bill Gertz under the, about the Democratic Party relationship to China. We're going to go through a whole analysis of that. Uh, we've got also new information out of 
Wisconsin, Mr. Raheem Kassam? Yeah, so this is, as I said, as we said when we brought the show in, everything is breaking here um, as per this case. Now, the man in question who you saw being shot, I think it was up to seven times um, in the back as he enters his uh, car by Kenosha police, was Jacob S. Blake. And a man called Jacob S. Blake of the same age with an address on the same block where this shooting occurred had a warrant issued for him on July 7th on pending accusations of misdemeanor criminal trespass to a dwelling with domestic abuse as a modifier, felony third-degree sexual assault with domestic abuse as a modifier, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct with domestic abuse as a modifier. A support action was dismissed, and the only other case that comes up is for not having a driver's license. This man appears to have been known to police, and there are previous uh, charges against uh, Jacob Blake as well uh, in Racine, the Racine Eye newspaper describing an incident uh, where uh, where the uh, accused is said to have pulled a gun at a local bar and faced charges as a result of that. So what we can surmise from this is that while we're seeing just seconds of a clip, um, before that clip, I mean, the police already have their guns drawn in those, in those videos, would suggest that the police had known this person, knew the car, run the plates, um, and the, were trying to execute the warrant on this man. Okay, as we get more information on this, uh, we've been told uh, we can't run the, uh, the clip anymore. Uh, that's fine. Uh, we ran it, and probably, guys, we told our uh, audience, in particular our radio audience, if uh, you're maybe not going to be able to get it on YouTube later, they may pull it down. Uh, but we thought it was important to contextualize what happened. The riot itself is quite violent, uh, and it's very confrontational. The police, police one time in an armored vehicle, and I mean a really armored vehicle, and are surrounded by uh, guys with uh, you know a, a crowd. Uh, I don't want to call it a mob, but let's call it a mob with uh, with uh, looks like high powered weapons, and uh, and they throw tear gas out, so they're surrounded. So it's. Uh, a big confrontation in Canosa last night. I want to thank our audience for giving us the information. Now we got so much to I just oh, also yeah. do want to yeah. thank the Citizen Free Press website because they're yes. the ones that aggregated that information just now. So I just wanted to give That's them That's fantastic. Credit. By the way, it's the Bongino Report, the Citizens Free Press, Revolver, National Pulse. These sites are the emerging hot tickets now that all breaking news. Of course, Gateway Pundit, uh, Michael Patrick Leahy and the star, the Virginia star, a must read uh, with John Fredericks and the, and the guys. So just an incredible uh, news gathering apparatus out there. Uh, I want to go to the signal and the noise. We warned we're going to get now into the pandemic part. A lot of breaking news. President Trump, that was important enough last night to have a press conference on a Sunday, late Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening to announce some developments. But I think the most important development of everything that happened last night, we're over to Jack Maxey, is the Chinese announced that they've got, guess what, a vaccine. They're, try- they're, 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 they're putting people on a vaccine. It already looks like they're trying to muscle, you know, there's, there's reports out saying in the Philippines, they're telling the, Philipp- the Philippine government, you'll get the vaccine, but you also got to tell us that you agree with uh, our ownership of the South China Sea, right, the seven dots. So they're, in, and this is not, should not be a surprise to this audience. Miles Guo, the controversial Miles Guo said on the show, uh, on the Saturday special, I think, two or three months ago, this was back a ways. He says they're never going to give you the real genome sequence, right? Dr. Yan supported that when she came out. Of, she's a defector out of Hong Kong. He says they're never going to give that to you because what they want to do is get on top of a vaccine and then come forward to the world and say, hey, we're, we're, we're the saviors of the world. you got to kowtow to us because the Chinese system, the Chinese authoritarian system works bad, works worse than the messy 
uh, democracies of the West. And so this weekend, as you're now kicking off on this Monday for the Republican convention, which is in Charlotte, but basically will be up here starting this evening, you've got the fires burning in Kenosha versus uh, President Xi handing out vaccines uh, you know, throughout the world to save people. Now, there's a little, uh, obviously with the Chinese Communist Party, there's always a catch, right? And Dr. Yan and others are telling us, hey, you have no earthy idea if this thing has been tested. We're hearing already it never actually went to a broad test. You don't know if it's uh, this whole controversy about uh, France uh, F, uh, France 24. The TV network is reporting that the first guys that got it went to, throughout the world and are sick, right? So this is the typical, you know, Chinese Communist Party propaganda play. But I think, Jack, I'm going to turn it over to you. we got a lot of pandemic news. And Mark Levin had Dr. Uh, Harvey Risch uh, from Yale last uh, Yale. It was fantastic. We've got a, uh, a lot on hydroxy, which I still don't understand why we're not having. I thought the press conference yesterday is about hydroxy as a preventative. <laughs> that's what I want to see this week. Jack, I'm going to turn it over to you. Get us up to speed it, on everything that's going on. It never happens. Some good news, actually, out of Manila. The Manila, the Philippine defense minister said today that he completely rejects any of Chinese claims in the South China Sea. So maybe they're not convinced that you guys have the proper vaccine. Now, I had the great pleasure of But they also may have the courage to say, hey, even if you have a vaccine, we're not going to kowtow to you. This is, yeah, the vaccine is one thing, but this is something else. So I ho- hope the, the Filipinos who have been allies for ours for, since World War II. Uh, hang tough. I think they're starting to wake up. And one of the things that we talk about this Chinese vaccine, you know, quotation marks, they've apparently been working on several of them from when I spoke to Dr. Yan this morning. One of the problems, though, that's interesting to me is that the Chinese are also apparently in negotiation to see if they can get the vaccine from the Russians. And they've also apparently been talking to the guys at Oxford. So they're keeping their doors open. And from what I understand from Dr. Yan, there's probably tremendous doubt as to whether or not the Chinese have the ability to mass produce these vaccines in quantities that are large enough. Now, one of the things that she told me, and we had read about this in open sources a few weeks ago, that the Chinese had given this to several thousands of their military personnel. And we had heard that about 80% of those people who received the vaccine had uh, secondary problems, you know, mild flu symptoms, et cetera. But I also heard from Dr. Yan this morning that she has heard from her contacts in Beijing that several people had devastating reactions to this vaccine, some of whom were paralyzed by having taken the vaccine. Now, one of the problems that we've seen with these uh, coronavirus vaccines, certainly the attempt that we made to create a SARS-1 vaccine, which lasted more than a decade of research. It actually ultimately failed. The Chinese tried to do a uh, run a, a, a test of it. It didn't work. In the animal models, it actually created an overwhelming immune response that was actually worse than uh, the virus itself. So there's very many questions as to how effective these uh, vaccines are going to be. There's a very interesting story out of Hong Kong University today where they describe a woman who was reinfected with the COVID-19 virus. Now, she had had the original strain. Apparently, she was reinfected with this mutated strain that seems to be more widely prevalent now than the the original. uh, She was infected with the original bioweapon. Right. And now now she's been reinfected with the mutated version of the original bioweapon. This is something that's got to be watched closely. Bill Gertz has just sent me, so he's going to have some very strong opinions about this. He thinks 
this may be part of a disinformation campaign. Remember the Hong Kong University, Dr. Gabriel Lun has been fantastic, although the defector, Dr. Yan, is from that same lab and saying, hey, this thing is totally compromised by the CCP and the WHO doesn't do a good job. So Bill Gertz is going to be on here later saying this may, because think about it, if this is true and we back this up, you know, then you've got to really start thinking through how do you open up things, right? What's this, what's the well? And the other thing is, I talked to Dr. Yan about this this morning too. As we're seeing with this virus, we know that it mutates. We've got half a dozen other coronaviruses that flow around every year as part of the flu season. They're very difficult to target, even within the flu vaccine, because these these viruses tend to mutate in ways that allow them to get around the immune response from the vaccine. We're also seeing around the world reporting that this vaccine may not have immunity for more than maybe six months to a year. So you begin to wonder whether or not this vaccine is actually going to be even I also think from a political point of view, we'll get into this later, maybe the political side. I'm not so sure President Trump's driving forward like this is a huge winner for him. I got to tell you, a not small portion of President Trump's base is anti-vax. Right. And these are hardcore. Uh, Somebody just sent me a YouTube debate between uh, Kennedy and Dershowitz. Uh, I haven't seen the whole thing, but, you know, Kennedy's on, you know, on fire on this thing. Project Warp Speed, it then gets to the whole question. Are they are they doing all the things that they should be doing? You're already hearing blowback on that. You've got the Russians. You've got the Chinese. You've got all these guys. Everybody's going to come up with a vaccine. Who knows how it's been tested? Who knows? And then Virginia the Commonwealth of Virginia over the weekend. Or maybe it was on Friday. I think that the health commissioner, who when you actually look at the at this is an unelected official, he actually has, you know, dictator like uh, powers, at least the way it was presented in a public health crisis, if so deemed by the governor uh, to actually have mandatory vaccine. If they do mandatory vaccinations. This is going to be, uh, we're going to have to really walk through that. War room pandemic will be going on for a while. Well, one of the right? things that's so, so interesting about this lack of uh, efficaciousness amongst these vaccines is now people are starting to talk about this idea of, you know, I got vaccinated, so I should be able to travel, or I have shown to have the antibodies, so I should be able to travel. They say this is a total canard. This will have no effect anymore because if it's now proven that these antibodies don't really last or especially in people over point. 65 who are most vulnerable to this virus, they may have almost zero What's the best clip? Last night, Har- uh, Harvey Risch, who was on Laura Ingram, but I have to say, Jack Maxey made him a star. And the reason was you gave him forever to talk. Not that these guys didn't do great jobs, but you gave him, you know, he was on, he'd be on a half hour and actually had a chance as a Yale professor to kind of walk through the logic, and you really got a grasp. I think it's one of the reasons the audience, I want to tip our hat to the audience. You, you guys made Harvey, made Dr. Rish a superstar. He is now the man. Do we have, what's the best clip? Do we have a great clip from Rish that we can go to? <clears throat> yeah, uh, AVN, uh, as soon as you can uh, get clip six ready. Uh, yeah. But this is uh, this is uh, Dr. Harvey Rish on uh, Levin last yeah. night, and uh, he basically describes the, the uh, w- whether HCQ hydroxychloroquine is, is uh, effective and how, where the evidence okay. stands. So let's, uh, let's we play that. So AVN, let's roll clip yeah. six. Oh, maybe. Okay. on vacation this morning. Okay. No, they're doing it, but it's just, <laughs> just give us a heads what, up on a train. One of the things, though, that he did uh, say. Uh, which, one thing I want to go to before we time. 
plasma. What, the, what was the big deal about the president coming out yesterday and doing this dramatically? Was it, was it optics or is there something there? I think it was optics. And one of the things that is really kind of worrisome for the people who are deep inside this, they were hopeful that maybe they would provide an EUA for ivermectin, which has now been shown to be quite valuable. And instead, they came out with this plasma treatment. Now, here's the great irony about this plasma treatment. There are no significant double-blind studies on this. One of the reasons being is that all the people who would be enrolled in the program, when they find out that, like, hey, half of you are going to get treated and half of you are not, they're like, screw that. I want the plasma. So they're having a very difficult time being able to provide this double-blind analysis. But the thing that I find most ironic about this plasma thing, in the 1917, 18, 19 pandemic, right, the only thing that they were able to come up with was plasma treatments. This was done in an unregulated basis in almost every military hospital, every public hospital in North America. There really was never any great evidence that it actually worked well. And, you know, obviously we know that each hospital was spinning out the plasma different than others were talking 100 years ago. But I find it kind of shocking with all the advances that we have made in the last 100 years we are falling back on the same exact, in quotations, treatment that we came up with in 1918. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Want all the comments, observations, clips, anything you got, hashtag war and pandemic. Uh, go to the site, go to our Twitter feed, and also um, the live stream. We're going to take a short commercial break. Go to Australia next. Sherry Markson, when we return. with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to War Room. Pandemic. A lot of breaking news, not just the Republican convention, what's happening up in Wisconsin. But now I want to turn and uh, go to uh, one of the top reporters out there, Sherry Markson from The Telegraph in Australia, and just absolutely incredible breaking news. She does all the time. Audience favorite. Sherry, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's go to this investigative report you've been doing on the Thousand Talents program. Tell the audience what it is and then walk us through the story because we've made this argument that the Chinese Communist Party is deeply rooted into the institutions of the West. And Australia is the, is the, um, is the canary in the mineshaft. You know, uh, Clive Hamilton has his new book out called Hidden Hand, which is really taking... The, the book he did, what Silent Invasion, from a couple of years ago, that showed how deeply the Chinese Communist Party had gotten into Australian society. And he's really expanded that now to a global, a global presence, taking, uh, taking London and the United States and showing how it is. Your reporting has been at the cutting edge of this. Um, the, um, uh, can you walk us through the story? Yeah, of course. So this is one of 200 Chinese government talent recruitment programs, the Thousand Talents Plan. And what they do is they target academics and also entrepreneurs, but uh, in my reporting, I've been focusing on academics. They target them globally. Uh, they recruit them. They have to sign legally binding contracts under which they receive, uh, it can be quite extraordinarily large amounts of money, uh, salaries, plus research grants that can stretch into the millions. Uh, perks for their spouse, tuition for their kids, even housing subsidies. And in return, they have to patent 
their inventions and research in China. So the intellectual property gets owned by China. Now, the biggest concern about this program uh, from an FBI perspective, from national security experts, uh, is, is that it, it can be quite a serious national security threat because research from uh, American academics or Australian academics can be misused to advance China's um, modernization of its military. It can be misused for weapons development. And then there's also the question of lost opportunities when it comes to commercialization, because this is basically IP theft. So, so for our audience here, are these people already in, in, in universities? Are they already somehow supported by taxpayers? Are they at companies that are supported by investors? And these are side deals or these are deals that uh, may override what they already owe to the, their public institutions? This is, can you walk us through when they say these thousand talents and the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, is coming with new cash for their research or new cash for their work? Is that overriding either taxpayers in Australia or companies that are supported by Australian or global investors. Absolutely, and that's the, that's the problem. That goes to the heart of it. These academics are meant to be full-time at an Australian university or an American university or indeed a company, if you're looking at the entrepreneurs, uh, and yet they're, siding, they're signing these separate contracts, legally binding contracts, under which um, their inventions, their research will end up being owned by China. And the biggest problem, as you point out just there, is when taxpayer funny funding through the form of grants in Australia, it's Australian Research Council grants uh, in the US, you know, you've got your National Science Foundation, the NIH. If American money is going towards these academics and yet actually <laughs> American taxpayer money is helping to advance China's military through this program, that's a problem. And what's so concerning about the contract is that they often have a clause uh, that states that the academic needs to abide by China's legal system, legal system, even if you're living in America or Australia, and also um, some of them say that they have to abide by their religious practices as well, which is really quite extraordinary. What, um, he, 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 here's the, here's the, uh, the, 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 the issue is, was, is this all disclosed at the time when they signed these up? I mean, how did you walk us through how you got the information that exposed this on such a broad scale? And is there more out there you don't think you know? In other words, is, was this institutionally, because there's a question about personal corruption and institutional corruption. Is the, are the institutions looking the other way and allowing this to happen, knowing it's happened? Are these in, individuals? Look, this is such a big problem, and it goes to the infiltration of the Chinese Communist Party in our university sectors, in our science sectors, uh, and indeed in our companies, although I haven't gone to that area yet. But, you know, you guys are really ahead of this. There's been a U.S. Senate report done just uh, in November last year. Um, your FBI director, Christopher Wray, gave a speech about this program and other threats from China at the Hudson Institute in July 2020, so just last month. And, and he highlighted just how big a problem this is. He said it's even linked to economic espionage. None of this is out in the open. I mean, you've had that famous case of the Harvard University professor, Charles Lieber, who's been indicted for failing to disclose that he was receiving money from a Chinese institution when he was meant to be full-time at Harvard. So this is all operating behind the scenes. It's operating in the shadows. Very few cases are properly disclosed. 
we contacted every Australian university as part of our investigation and said, how many people do you have who are in the Thousand Talents plan? And the majority were unable to answer. Whether that's because they don't know the full number, you know, the academics aren't disclosing it to them, or whether it's because they also weren't being transparent to us. The point is, none of this is in the public domain. So, you know, I've, I've over the past few months been researching with the help of um, some amazing people who unfortunately can't be named, but they speak Mandarin and they've been helping me trawl through Chinese language websites and archiving the pages because as, well, maybe, you know, your, your viewers and listeners can't imagine, but when you start contacting these academics very quickly, websites start getting pulled down in China. You know, everything starts getting censored. So you've got to make sure that every web page you need as you're investigating this, you, you archive. Otherwise, the information will be permanently lost. Sherry, can we ask you to stay over for the next segment? We're going to start a new episode here, but we, got to, we want to go back to your reporting on the uh, Five Eyes Intelligence and about the, the Wuhan lab, because now, as you know, things are breaking all the time on that. There's new book out of, uh, out of Italy with Professor Giuseppe Tritto uh, that confirms what you reported. So if you could stay with us, we're going to take a short commercial break. From Australia Live, we have Sherry Markson, one of the top investigative reporters in the world, on the Chinese Communist Party day in and day out. We're going to take a short break. We'll return with War Room Pandemic. want to get everybody in hashtag War Room Pandemic, everybody on the live stream, all the Facebook sites on Pluto TV. Uh, G News, GTV, Newsmax, on the John Fredericks Radio Network, on AmericasVoice.News, Dish Channel 219. We're everywhere. We're ubiquitous. We're going to return to Australia with Sherry Markson in just a moment. 